0: Welcome to the Idea Fit
1: Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Webster, Idea's editor in chief, and your host for the podcast. I know how busy you must be, so it means a lot to have you take time to listen in. Today on the show, we're visiting with MindBody CEO Josh McCarter. Josh joined the MindBody team in 2018 following the company's acquisition of Booker, which he co-founded, and was elevated from president to CEO of MindBody in August, 2020. In October, 2021, MindBody acquired ClassPass in a massive deal that brought together two of the sector's most prominent leaders, creating a one-stop shop for both fitness and wellness business owners and consumers. Josh walks the talk of personal wellness. As an avid adventurer, he has visited over 50 countries, backpacked through Central America, and has traversed the US on his Harley. There's a lot of ground to cover with him, so let's get right to it. Welcome to the Pro Show, Josh. It's great to
0: have you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I think it would be a helpful start for our listeners if you could kick us off with an overview of your professional background and MindBody's evolution in the wellness services industry. I think understanding the history will give us good context for our conversation today.
0: Okay, great. Um, yeah, so so my background, I uh, started in the uh, in the tech industry in the in the mid '90s as uh, as the internet was actually becoming a thing, and uh, I started at a, a company called Autobytel. And that was the first online car buying service uh, that helped dealers sell their inventory online and then helped consumers uh, through a marketplace find those uh, find those vehicles. And so uh, as we get further into the conversation, a lot of analogies with, with what we're doing now with uh, with MindBody uh, and ClassPass. So uh, I started out uh, at, at AutoBitel and then uh, went into a, a business called SpaFinder, which is where I first uh, got involved with the uh, with the broader wellness industry, and I'll talk a little bit about that uh, later on. Uh, and from there, uh, I stayed on the board at, at Spa Finder, uh, went in and joined some friends from business school at a, a tech company called Arbitech, uh, which was an independent distributor of, of mostly data center equipment. And uh, we got up to about a billion dollars of sales under my leadership. So it was a, an exciting rocket ship, mm. fastest growing company uh, in uh, in Entrepreneur Magazine, and, and multiple placements in uh, in Inc. And then while I was at uh, at Arbitech and on the board of Spa Finder, uh, we really started seeing this opportunity to help wellness businesses sell their inventory online. And so what we ended up uh, doing was creating a widget that enabled a spa or any type of wellness business to put inventory online. And then we could book that inventory for consumers that were going to the spafinder.com uh, mm-hmm. website. And, and what we found pretty quickly was that um, there was a opportunity to help these uh, wellness businesses adopt new technology. Most of them were either literally on pen and paper, or they were using these client server uh, type systems or installed disks on a local computer uh, and not able to really tap into the power of, uh, of the cloud and the internet. And so that was what we started building out. Uh, and that became kind of the core part uh, of Booker. And uh, And after I ended up uh, leaving Arbitech and, and joining up uh, with Booker as the, as the CEO, we led a spin out of that product from, uh, from Spa Finder. That became, uh, over the course of the next eight years, the largest uh, B2B platform for spas and salons uh, to manage their business and, and market to new consumers. And that business then w- was sold to, uh, to MindBody in, uh, in 2018. So now going back to the MindBody story, MindBody uh, was founded in, uh, in 2001 uh, by Rick Stolmeyer. And it was really one of the first vertical SaaS with uh, payments uh, businesses ever. And, uh, and so a lot of case studies on, on MindBody and the original uh, foundings of that. And, and it really helped power the development of the boutique wellness industry. And so if you think about you know spin and yoga and really the proliferation of a lot of the brands uh, that everybody knows about today, back in the early 2000s, they either didn't exist or they were just coming into existence. And really the the power of, of my body was helping these businesses get up and running, be able to manage their staff and their resources and their rooms and their classes and the recurring billing and the CRM and, and so forth. And so the, the business evolved um, over time uh, to really be kind of a, an end-to-end platform that helps any wellness business run, uh, whether it's its classes or its appointments and then manage everything in between. Uh, and then also uh, in, uh, in 2015, added on a component through the MindBody app that helps these businesses sell to consumers that download the MindBody app and are looking for uh, locations to, uh, to purchase various wellness services through.
1: So a a very long, rich evolution on, you know, both your professional background and MindBody's and then coming together, sort of a perfect marriage there. Um, Now, you mentioned you joined the company in 2018 when MindBody acquired Booker, um, for which you were the founding CEO. Um, and you began as president of MindBody and you were quickly promoted to CEO. Uh, now, a lot happened in this time frame. In February, 2019, MindBody was acquired by Vista Equity Partners, and then COVID-19 reared its ugly head. Um, how did early pandemic, pandemic ch- times change the business roadmap you and your team were following, and how has that continued to evolve?
0: Yeah, so I, I think the, the first part is that, um, you know, with COVID, we had to pivot very quickly to where, you know, the industry was at the time. And if you go back, you know, I mean, it's crazy to think it's been, you know, over two years, but if you think about March of 2020 and April of, of 2020, it was all about virtual. And so how do businesses, especially fitness businesses, engage uh, with their customers through virtual, and so that was really the first pivot that we did was really looking at uh, the ability to offer live stream and on demand uh, to the businesses, and and so that was kind of the first from a product standpoint, the the real major pivot that we did. Um, but we also did a lot of other things to be there for the broader industry. So you know, first and foremost, uh, a lot of these places were were shut, and they you know weren't able to generate any revenue, and so we gave. About fifteen million dollars of of uh, fee relief to uh, subscribers on the MindBody platform, and so that was something that we did to help them, you know, really stay in business financially. Um, the second thing that we did, because a lot of our businesses are more like small and medium, so they're not like what we're known for supporting. F forty five and Orange Theory and Drybar, those are not the you know the the bulk of our clients. And so when you think about the smaller businesses, they just didn't have the resources um, to really understand how to navigate a pandemic. How do you renegotiate your lease? How do you put your members on you know, your membership billing on pause? How do you apply for PPP if you're avail- uh, eligible for that? So there are a lot of things that we did to show up for the industry, um, including supporting the GEMS Act. Uh, that's still you know, we're, we're still trying to get some extra relief for the uh, for the industry. And uh, and so that those were some of the things that we did. Now obviously, as, as a business, we were also impacted because our end users that you know uh, provide revenue to us uh, were, were impacted. So we had to go through a fairly significant restructuring uh, of the business in uh, in April 2020. Uh, we let, uh, roughly uh, a third of the team go, and uh, and then kind of went through uh, rebuilding the business and, and focusing on kind of the key areas that that we saw for for long term sustainable growth in in the business.
1: And so, um, have you brought some of those uh, some of that talent back to MindBody to re- rebuild some of the, the 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 new direction you're going in?
0: Now, some people have come back. Uh, we've also had some people leave in the in the meantime. So. Uh, you know, pre-ClassPass acquisition, uh, we were about 1,400 employees, and uh, pre-pandemic, we were about 2,000. So, you know, we we frankly uh, been able to, you know, maintain a, a pretty good uh, level of employment now with the ClassPass team, you know that's about 400 people that have have joined. So we're getting back up to that, you know, 2,000 ish uh, number. And uh, and ultimately, you know, one of the areas and big areas of investment and growth for the business we see is B2C. Mm-hmm. And pre-pandemic, it wasn't as big uh, of an investment for MindBody, but clearly with the ClassPass acquisition, we really see kind of marketplace and B2C. Uh, being one of the, you know, the big growth opportunities for yeah.
1: us. It's just so interesting how these things evolve day to day, really. Yeah. Um, and since you alluded to the ClassPass acquisition, um, I mean, that that was a very recent, significant business move for your team. Um, I think that happened last October. Um, and so... This is kind of a seismic move that joined the top B2B customer platform with the top B2C leader. Um, that's a lot, a lot of moving parts and people to figure out. So like so many of our fit pros, you and your team had to continue rolling with these changes. Yeah. Um, could you please share what some of the rewards and challenges of this merger have been?
0: Yeah. So if maybe if we just take a a quick step back and, and describe class pass, because a lot of people don't actually understand what it is, and then it'll help kind of fit in with with how it fits with my body. So um, you know, from from the highest level, ClassPass is effectively an aggregator of wellness services and, and kind of an alternative wellness membership where a consumer buys a membership, say $59, $69 a, a month, and then gets a certain number of credits in exchange for the, the subscription fee that they're that they're paying. And then those credits can be redeemed. At various wellness facilities, well north of forty thousand wellness facilities that participate in the program now, and uh, and those those credits are dynamically priced. So think about like a hotel room or an airline seat, where you know if you're traveling on Friday night somewhere, you're probably paying a premium. But if you're traveling on Sunday morning, you're probably not paying a premium. Well, it's the same thing in the wellness industry, where every business um, has excess capacity, and, and ClassPass enables these businesses to to le- liquidate their excess inventory at revenue maximizing prices. So somebody that you know, sells a, a class normally for you know, say $25 on a, you know, a weekday afternoon at five or six o'clock, um, that same class will be sold at a revenue maximizing price then, but then maybe on a Tuesday morning at, at 10 a.m., it would go for less. But they're at least getting people to come in and and, uh, participate in those uh, in those classes or or appointments. And so now kind of with the mind, if you take the lens of the mind body B2B side, we have tens of thousands of businesses, frankly, that don't yet participate with ClassPass. And so the goal is to get more of those businesses to participate uh, with ClassPass and the mind body marketplace, which is another B2C interface um, where people are able to come in and, and search, discover and book, but not have that membership obligation. They could just go in and book one class. And uh, you know, find find those classes through the mind Body app. So the biggest things that we've been focusing on um, are really kind of, you know, first of all, the blocking and tackling of integrating the businesses, getting everybody on you know similar systems and and making sure that um, we preserve the best of both cultures. Classpass, you know was a longtime partner uh, of mind Bodies. Uh, built a great culture, a great you know leadership team, and so we've integrated, you know, roughly uh, you know a quarter of their leadership team into our leadership team about the you know respective uh, you know employee populations. And uh, and so now it's it's really about looking at how can we you know continue to build out a better together story. So part of it is getting more mind body inventory on there. It's going to be exposing uh, you know consumers that download the mind body app to ClassPass as one of the many one of the thousands of offerings that we that we have um, available to to consumers, uh, and then it's also thinking about how can we get more of the insights that are available uh, from ClassPass into the mind-body core application. So as a business, you could come in and see, for instance, okay, well, now I can look at utilization across all of my classes and appointments, see what's available, and have a prediction of what the incremental revenue lift is um, that I could get if I were to participate in class pass. So those are some of the type of things that we're, you know, that we're working through right now.
1: Yeah. Anything during this process that kind of surprised you or like that you were, you guys were delighted about that you hadn't counted on?
0: Well, I, I think the I think the biggest delight has really been uh, the you know the, the cultural alignment between the two teams and uh, and the alignment that we you know have with the leadership team from ClassPass. So Fritz Landman, who was the, was the CEO, uh, has joined now as president of ClassPass and the MindBody you know consumer marketplace. Uh, Tom uh, Avison was their CFO is now the combined companies. Uh, CFO, Zach Apter, was their chief commercial officer. Now he's, uh, you know, focused on, uh, he's SVP of, of consumer growth. And so what, what we've been able to do is really bring kind of the best of breed business, you know, B2B and B2C together. And yeah. so anytime you do an acquisition, you know, the personnel side of things is is the most, um, you know, potentially the most uh, problematic. And I can say in, in this instance, it, it certainly has not been. And that was, you know, I give credit to the, you know, years of our partnership. I've known you know, I, I met Fritz and Tom back in 2018, and and so we've always had a personal relationship trying to, you know, work together as partners and then kind of in this quasi-competitive space that we were in, and then now also thinking about how to work together. So I think that's been the biggest delight is is just how well... Uh, the teams have come together, are operating together. And and, uh, and then as you kind of go down through the organization, some of the moves that we've made, about half of the ClassPass team is now reporting into kind of the broader mind-body organization. Uh, so for customer support and finance and HR and, and sales uh, and that's gone really well, and, and I frankly credit, you know, both of our leadership teams on that side for, you know, navigating what you know could be um, challenge, you know, challenges. And anytime that they've encountered some obstacles, they've locked arms to, you know, to really work through that.
1: Well, congratulations on on the new uh, acquisition, and we'll be watching to see how things unfold. It's uh, great, thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I
0: think for I think for, you know, your listeners too, um the one of the one of the great things that, you know, that we saw from a synergy standpoint um, was not just on the fitness side, because ClassPass, you think of it for classes. Right. But a big part of their growth since 2020 has been expanding into wellness venues. And so think about now being as a consumer, you know, I could go exchange it for a yoga class, but I could also exchange it for, like I did a couple of weekends ago, I went in and used class pass at a, uh, at a spa and got a 90 minute massage. And so we think that that value proposition is, is really one of a kind in the industry where you can, you know, you can buy your credits and then have that um, be used across a variety of, of wellness regimens.
1: Sure, I mean, with with uh, rest and recovery being becoming so important as yeah. part of the the fit the fitness and wellness matrix, to be able to have that flexibility is um, can only yeah. be a, a good thing, really.
0: Well, and and we see, you know, there there's a lot uh, there's been a big shift in kind of the definition of wellness um, due to COVID, right? And and before COVID, I think that people thought about wellness a lot more through the lens of, um, you know, physical fitness and, you know, now, you start hearing things like the seven dimensions of wellness and how people are thinking a lot more about maybe their mental health or their occupational health or their spiritual health. And so that's really opened up a much broader definition of wellness. And I think that that's one of the areas where, um, you know, we're really able to intersect nicely with, uh, you know, with the industry, with consumer trends and, and frankly, with the products that we offer through MindBody and at ClassPass.
1: Yep, absolutely. And you gave me a beautiful segue into my next question. Okay. Um, one of the things I really appreciate about MindBody from my vantage as a journalist and a content provider is your team's development and sharing of meaningful industry data. I think you guys are serving about 60,000 fitness and wellness business owners, correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, with about 35 million clients in 130 countries, and you are frequently engaging them with surveys. Um, a powerful report you guys re- released in late December is the 2022 Mind Body Wellness Index can you please give us some highlights from that report that our audience might be able to leverage to improve their strategies and strengthen their businesses
0: yeah absolutely so we'll we'll start kind of you know just at the top level because there's a lot in the report i encourage people to you know to download it and so they can see you know how things have evolved you know during COVID. but the the number one headline is is that you know 78 of consumers uh, feel that wellness is more important than ever and, and it's a much more expansive definition uh, of what wellness is. And so, you know, again, as, as I mentioned, you know, pre-pandemic, I think it was about 35% of people said that controlling their weight uh, through fitness was their, you know, was their number one priority this year. It's stress reduction. So about 43% of, of folks are saying, you know, they're focused on reducing stress and then feeling better mentally. And that's at, a, at about 43% uh, as as well, and uh, one of the tight corollaries is that people that work out also say that that helps them with their mental health, and so I, I think that you know there's definitely a, a good uh, crossover across these different um, you know wellness regimens. Now, some other things that you know that we like, and, and not just from the wellness index uh, index, but on the ClassPass side. Uh, we see that 89% of ClassPass members uh, say they plan to return um, as or more frequently to classes after their first time. So once they're kind of out, uh, they're back into their wellness regimen, now they're going to be going back more. And, and we've already seen kind of during the last, you know, call it six to nine months that their their visit frequency goes up about 10%. Mm. Uh, and, and that's still while wow, there's been, you know, kind of on and off, you know, restrictions. And so that's that's pretty exciting to, you know, to see. And um, on the business side we're, you know we're hearing that uh, a lot of, of businesses, north of 50% of the fitness businesses are, are saying that they expect that attendance is gonna recover uh, to pre-pandemic levels by December, 2022. Now we, we've actually seen that happen even faster in markets that have recovered. And in fact, pre-Delta and pre-Omicron, we had many markets that were already above their 2019 levels. And so there's really a tight correlation uh with uh, you know with with the restrictions that get levied uh based on COVID, um a couple other things like one one topic that i think is top of mind for folks is is virtual and hybrid and how you know what there was you know back in in 2020 there was the you know much predicted death of uh in, in in-person fitness and i just think that that um narrative was wrong i thought it was wrong then i think it's wrong now um and we're we're definitely seeing that consumers Want to get back uh, in person? I think 78% of consumers are are saying that they usually or almost always prefer uh, in-person wellness options, and so that again for people that are are thinking about. Uh, you know, opening or, or investing in, uh, in fitness businesses, that's important. Um, and again, a corollary with, with virtual is that, you know, there's this gym intimidation factor that exists where people like, boy I, I've never tried bar, I don't want to go in and look silly doing something. But if I can try it in my living room, and mm-hmm. then get used to some of the moves and get familiar with it, then I'm willing to go try that uh, in person. And so um, in one of our surveys, 35% of, of Americans, have started going to an in-person fitness class that they discovered for, through virtual fitness, and so I, I think that that's really you know one of the stories that's going to be coming out of the of the pandemic is this crossover between you know online and offline, and that businesses that are brick and mortar are going to need to either <clears throat> have their own content that they serve on demand or live stream or have partnerships. With somebody that that offers that, so you could envision, you know, maybe one of the big box, like a a 24-hour, you know, fitness, maybe having a partnership with a calm or a Headspace or a Peloton or or a Mirror, and uh, and offering some of those other services. So, um, I think that'll be this kind of. Uh, multi-service offering uh, will also be something that uh, that comes out to address the the consumer uh, demand for you know more and integrated wellness offerings.
1: I, I love the point you made about uh, using virtual as sort of a, a training wheels for a class that you you know for this gym gym intimidation that a lot of people feel. Yep. Also, it's a great way to <clears throat> excuse me to get. Um, inactive people who have maybe never been in a gym for that very reason to try things out and then further their fitness. So hopefully we can make more of a dent in the obesity epidemic. Absolutely. Um, In terms of bookings on ClassPass, and and you mentioned, uh, what kind of trends or data are you seeing, um, whether they're leaning in-person or virtual at this point?
0: Well, there's there's a direct correlation between where, right? So if you're in California, and New York, or previously in the UK when everything was shut down, virtual is is really kind of the predominant because either you can't get in to an in-person class, or um, the restrictions are so significant that it's maybe you know five people in a class, and so a lot of folks might just say, hey, I want I want to stay. Uh, doing something virtually, but you know what we see is is there is an inverse correlation in in-person bookings with restrictions. So the moment that instru- uh, restrictions lift. Then in-person bookings go up and virtual bookings go down. And that happens in every single market. So um, how how we've had to think about this is is that this is a very call it local topic. So, you know, what I see in California and New York is very different than what I see in Texas and Florida. Uh And so it's it's very specific to what the, you know, what the restrictions are in a particular market. Um, But again, it kind of goes back to, you know, some of the data north of 50% of people um, that have been surveyed say that, that they will add some type of virtual component to their in-person workout. So maybe, you know, you did, you used to do three times in you know, in person, now you might do three times in person, but you might add two times virtually uh, to your workout routine. And so I think that that's going to be, you know, kind of one of the the big uh, trends that again, businesses are going to have to adapt to because there's, a catch 22 on the consumer side, you know, you might have your favorite studio that you go to, but if they don't offer virtual, then you might end up going to, you know, an F45 that offers virtual and in person. And that could be something that pulls uh, consumers from one business to the other, if they feel that they can get a more comprehensive offering. Mm -hmm. And so again, I think that that's something that, you know, the industry is, is either going to businesses will have to resolve by doing their own content, virtual content, or partnering with others to deliver that.
1: Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. I appreciate the explanation. Um, it seems like, um, you know, once travel picks up, uh, you know, when COVID dies down, that, that those numbers may well change again when people are accessing, mm-hmm. um, you know, either in person when they travel or just, you know, making sure that they're doing something in their hotel room yeah. uh, virtually. So um, Yeah. Be yeah, I, I
0: think it's and and it's one of the you know I think it's one of the great things about you know the MindBody app or, or ClassPass is that uh, we have businesses on the platform. I mean, MindBody has you know businesses in 130 different countries. ClassPass is in uh, 30, and so there there's always an opportunity to plug in. Uh, with an in-person experience uh, while you're traveling, now, obviously a lot on the mind-body side, we also have many uh, virtual classes and and so forth that are offered um, through the platform. Um, but uh, I've used I've used both as I, as I've traveled, and uh, and I think it, it's just great to have something that you know you know the quality, you're going to be able to see the reviews, and um, you know you already have familiarity with how the apps work, and so it, it's it's easier to do that than going on Yelp or Groupon or something like that.
1: Yep, good stuff. Um, So according to a recent Idea member survey we did, and I'm sure your data reflects this as well, it seems like the two biggest pain points in the industry right now are customer and staff acquisition and retention. Mm -hmm. Um, How can MindBody software help business owners with these challenges?
0: Yeah, well, you're absolutely right on those two topics. I hear it every time I, I speak with one of our customers that they're having uh, you know, staff and, and consumer issues. So I, I think that there, there are a few things that, um, you know, that we can talk about. So num- number one uh, is that with the, with the staffing shortage, um, the, you have to make sure that when your staff are there, that they're occupied, right? And, and so that speaks to really, li- if you have excess capacity, finding the ways that you can liquidate that, whether it's through class pass. Um or through mind body. So I, I think that there, there's two aspects to you know filling a class or filling appointments. One is um, how do you attract new customers? So those, you know, we we have those type of channels. And then number two uh, is how do you retain and re-engage your existing customers? Mm-hmm. And so that's something that um, again on the on the mind body side, we have a product called uh, our marketing suite. And that basically is everything from you know email marketing, two-way SMS marketing, it's ratings and reviews. Uh, and and that's been a real kind of big cornerstone of of our uh, marketing offerings to the businesses. And one of the businesses that we acquired um, before the pandemic was a was an AI powered receptionist. And so this speaks to how to drive consumer engagement while you're having staffing issues, because as we all know, like the front desk is usually a the highest turnover and b one of the areas that you have probably the the most customer consumer complaints from they've had a bad check-in experience. they couldn't you know do something right uh, as, as they got to the facility. And so this, uh, this uh, virtual receptionist does everything from you know being able to do two-way SMS if somebody calls, the phone's not answered. it'll send you a text immediately assuming you called on a, on a cell phone, which most people are, are using these days. Uh, and it can answer questions, everything from the hours of operation to the location to where the parking lot is. Uh, all the way to literally selling a membership and booking somebody into a class. And so there's all there's a, a, a big variety of services that can be offloaded to virtual reception. And so I think that that's something that, again, helps people you know focus on the core things that they can do in person and the things that they, they can do virtually uh, be able to do that. Um, and so I, I think I think that that's kind of the the, the headline is, is that there, there's an opportunity to engage your existing Customers through different you know tools that we provide. There's an opportunity to find new customers, um, whether it's through the MindBody Marketplace or, or ClassPass. Uh, and then once you have the and then once you have those consumers coming in, ensuring that they're going in uh, a proportionate basis into the right classes, so that the people that are showing up to provide the services um, are making enough money so that it's worth their while to continue you know working. Because that was one of the biggest issues that we had as an industry. Was uh, people left the industry either because they were making more money on unemployment um, or they were um, or they, they just left the industry and they said, hey, you know, I can go answer customer service calls for Amazon or I can go deliver for DoorDash and basically make the same amount that I was making before. And so in order to get people to come back, you just have to ensure that um, that they're occupied and that they're and that they're earning money.
1: Great. So, uh, I'm wondering, you know, with all of this disruption and reinvention that's been going on for the past couple of years, um, you know, what are you feeling bullish about in terms of a rebound for the industry and how quickly do you think we'll see this happen?
0: So, I I think that the thing I'm feeling most bullish about is is I I believe that Omicron was the last push that's going to move COVID into an endemic state. And I think that we need to get there because it, it does need to become, you know, something that, uh, you know, doesn't cause shutdowns and doesn't cause travel restrictions and, and everything that we that we've seen. Um, and I'm hopeful. I know we're not 100 percent through it, but when you see the big spike that happened and then kind of the, the pretty quick uh, fall off and, and mask restrictions now being lifted in California and New York and, and uh, Illinois and, and a lot of other you know, states that have been significantly impacted by restrictions. Um, I think that the story will be probably as we start getting further into Q2 um, is really a rebound of the of the broader wellness and in-person services industry. So that could be restaurants as well as um, you know as as well as wellness venues. And so I think that that's going to be the headline, um, and then the the sub headline is going to be how do we get you know people that left the industry to come back, and that's both you know consumers that maybe just went all in on on you know working out at home um and get them back to showing up in person as well as the the providers of those uh, of those services so from a prediction standpoint i'd say i you know i think that it's going to be probably late q2 uh mm-hmm. that, that we see more normalization of that and um you know and then it's going to be you know a, a lot of reopenings and and thinking about how to adapt to this consumer change mindset that thinks about the seven dimensions of wellness. And, you know, if you just offered yoga, can you continue to just offer yoga or do you need to add meditation or maybe do you need to add red light therapy or are there different things that, you know, kind of from an, a more integrative and holistic wellness standpoint uh, that, uh, you know, that a business may need to integrate?
1: Yeah. I Speaking of headlines, um, I think this is the, the first morning I, I got up and didn't have a single COVID headline on my feed. So
0: <laughs> right.
1: I'm feeling encouraged by that. It was a it was sort of a happy moment and it's gotta be the first time in I don't know months, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's Josh easy
1: incredibly we're we're um, out of time here but as we sign off i was hoping you could please let folks know how they can get in touch with you or your team to learn yes. more about mind body scheduling and business platform so- software and then if you could please leave us with a parting thought that gives fitness pros some inspiration to keep pushing through
0: yeah ab- absolutely so uh the first part best way to learn about mind body is is through uh our website and uh that's it long URL, mindbodyonline.com. And yes, we have tried to buy mindbody.com. So uh, we, we know that uh, it's a long URL, mindbodyonline.com uh, is where you can uh, learn more about, uh, about mindbody. body. Uh, my uh, best way to contact me is usually through LinkedIn. So easy to find me there, Josh McCarter with, uh, with mind body. And then, uh, you know, in terms of what we're, you know, what inspiration is, is that, you know, I think we're on the other side of this. And I think that um, you know, with this expanded definition of wellness and and with the increase, like when the global wellness uh, survey comes out and you see just kind of the, the multi-trillion dollar industry that we're in and that it's a growing industry and it's an industry uh, that is changing the definition of what wellness and well-being is, I think that there's not many other industries that uh, are as exciting to be in right now that are going to be able to catch Ah, uh, the tailwinds from covid and and be able to rebound uh, and also doing something that's highly, highly purposeful. And you know, as as we say uh, at my body, our you know our purpose is to help people lead healthier and happier lives by connecting the world to wellness. And as you connect people to wellness, you massively impact their life and their well-being, and whether that's their physical well-being or their or their mental and emotional well-being, it's just like a higher calling industry to be in. So mm-hmm. for all of the people that have been, you know, uh, impaired by this industry for the last two years and have been struggling and have been fighting. You know, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and and I'm happy that, you know, MindBody and ClassPass are there really leading the charge and and supporting both businesses and consumers uh, to take advantage of of what we see as this next era of wellness.
1: I love it. That's so inspirational. Um, Thank you so much for your time today, Josh. It's been great having you, hearing your insights, Um, so many great points you made. Um, Thank you so much.
0: Great, Sandy. It was great seeing you. Thanks for your time.
1: Alrighty. Take care.
0: Sure.
1: I hope you enjoyed our conversation with MindBody CEO, Josh McCarter. Please refer to the show notes for contact information and any other resources mentioned on today's episode. In case you're still considering whether to join us at Idea Personal Trainer Institute this weekend, all you need to do is show up and register on site. Choose from a hundred sessions on topics like the new rules of strength training, diversifying your offerings so your career can weather any storm, how your identity prevents you from seeing success and what to do about it, and much, much more. IDEA's first ever personal trainer of the year, Sherry McMillan kicks off the event tonight at 6.30 with an empowering spotlight presentation on how to become more resilient in your personal and professional lives. It's time for our fitness community to rejoin and develop fresh strategies to support our clients and build unbreakable careers for ourselves. To learn more about IDEA's first in-person event in two years, visit ideafit.com and select the events tab or call an inspired service representative directly at 800-999-4332 extension seven. We hope to see you there. This is Sandy Webster signing off. I hope you have a wonderful week. And as ever, thank you for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. Please reach out to me or the content team at content at ideafit.com if we can help you with anything. The IdeaFit Pro Show is part of the Outside Inc. podcasting network. Many thanks to our executive producer, Jordan Leeds, and our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.